Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life. And tonight's episode... We're talking about acceptance and change and all that good stuff. First thing we're going to talk about is when a new girlfriend or I guess boyfriend comes into the situation. I ain't got neither. (laughs) And that disrupts like all the co-parenting, you know, people come into a situation and things shift. Um, how to process your ex forging a relationship with your estranged father. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, how to deal with mommy daddy said, like a kid goes to the other house and oh, like, okay. co- you know, mommy says this or daddy says that. <laughs> and the, we're also going to talk about name changing when you, for us women, Maybe you men women. do it too. Yeah, I, changing your name though when you get married and what the what what the heck? What's up with that? When you already have kids and share a last name, okay, we're gonna talk about it. Let's get into it. I know. All right, you're just thinking about mommy and daddy, aren't you? <laughs> mommy and daddy issues. That's not, that's not even <laughs> I know, but it. I thought that's where you were going with that. So, if you guys could see Eric's face, if you're listening to this and not watching it, <laughs> I'm just delighted. He's lit up that, like Christmas. I'm delighted morning. that nothing is going wrong so far. So, this is a great thing. Anyways, uh huh. Okay. So, um, we have all write-ins or situations from our support group, which you can find on Facebook. We have a blended life support group. That's a private group that you can go and get feedback or vent or ask for advice or share encouragement or, um, books. You know, there's, there's people who are sharing different books they've read that have helped them along the way. So didn't you just pick one up from the from the support group? Or? I did. I don't want to talk about it until I read it. Okay. You know? But you might have a special what one coming too. What if it's shit? <laughs> okay. And then, you know, yeah, no. I'm recommending Okay, something. but so people are recommending stuff on there. So that's a neat thing. So it's a great community for yeah. people, for blended family people to commingle, yeah. share ideas, share yeah. stories, get advice, and that's just right. a good place. So if you want more information, write us and we can get you the link to join that Facebook group. I love it. Um, also, kind of, you don't know this yet, Uh-oh. but we've <laughs> had a... <laughs> no. Okay. Um, we've had a couple people asking us if we do one-on-one, like, can they contact us and talk to us like us and them Neat. and not 
be on air outside yeah. of this arena, yeah. but we're starting to have that trickle in too. So I was like, well, this is something we have discussed. We have. So I don't know if you guys are interested in reaching us and having a phone call or a Zoom or like an hour meeting, if that would be something that you would be interested in doing. Um, let us know. One-on-one, no touching. <laughs> Except for you and me. <laughs> we'll touch you, watch. Just Anyways, kidding, not that. Just kidding. Um, but anyway, so if you're interested in that, give us some feedback. I'm just I'm just curious what the interest is, if there's interest, um, because we have something we've talked about, yeah. how we would facilitate that. Right. Um, and so, yeah. Neat. Okay, that's I like cool. it. You like it? I like it. You would do that? Um, No, but no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Maybe. Yeah, sure. I feel like you're the professional on this. Like you're the one I'm who's the like, professional yeah, that. you're the, you're like the life coach who's gone to schooling for this and <laughs> in like, school. yeah, but you're like, you're really, really good at this. So anyways, oh, it's going to well, be a neat thanks. thing. And anyways. Yeah. All right. So first question situation topic of the night mm-hmm. is, um, she writes in and says, I have a few questions and I'm hoping you can help me. Um, I'm divorced with three children. Two of them are teenagers. We currently have a very flexible rotating schedule with the dad um, who was very much involved. Recently, he suggested and was suddenly open to changing their schedule. This comes as he is now in a relationship and his girlfriend also has three children. Another Brady Bunch. Yes. And before I go further, like this is... So normal because when you're dating someone with kids, it's really hard when everyone like if if you guys have different weekends, because then it sets you up for like never having weekends free from kids. You always have kids and then you have never have weekends with all the kids together also. So I just, you know, putting it out there that when another person comes into the picture, especially when they have children, these kind of talks start to come up. Right? We dealt with this. Definitely. With and the holidays, we've dealt with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And real quick, um, to one of our viewers right now asking if we do question and answers. Yes, we do. Uh, type in your question, and we will definitely get to it uh, at the end of the show. So type in. And if you got oh. input on this while we're going, type. Mm. So. And actually, I'm such a dumbass. Oh, great. I, I wasn't going to tell you. but no. <laughs> Well, I forgot well, last know. week I had... Um, on our Instagram story, mm-hmm. I had wrote, like, ask us a question, we'll answer it on podcast. Whoopsies. Oh, But I have on. them okay, on good. my phone. Well, we'll just, when we get to them, the world may never know. Okay, sorry. So maybe guys. if this is also what you're talking about, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so, I, so, be, so recap, girlfriend comes into the picture and now he wants to change custody schedule. Yep. Or open to it now and he wasn't before. Right. I couldn't help but be somewhat angry. Mm-hmm. And frustrated, mm-hmm, inside, a few months back, I asked him to change our current schedule because it was conflicting with work and the kids, and he said no. Hmm. Long, I've, <laughs> I've been there. Long story short, when we were discussing this, I told him I was open, and since he told me his girlfriend had given him her input... Okay, that was a dumb thing. Like, why anybody would ever admit to that is like... (laughs) Guilty! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no. Anyway, okay. When we were discussing this, I told him I was open, and since he told me his girlfriend had given him her input, I consider... 
I'd consider new ideas. I am considering going to court just to get some ideas as far as scheduling. We've always been very flexible, but I tend to bend over backwards for my children's sake and he reaps the benefits. I asked my husband for us to sit. I'm assuming she means ex-husband. Yeah, I would assume so. Okay, but dad, to sit and discuss a new schedule and other issues. He told me there is no need for that. Oh my God, this is my story. I'm like, re- I, <laughs> I know. I'm I like, swear right. I just not write this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've been picking the, the same ones like, like week after week after week. Right. So he told me there is no need for that. We can talk over the phone. I'm guessing he's wanting to establish more boundaries. She obviously had a lot to say and he's being influenced in some ways. I have yet to meet the gal... And told him I'd like to. Could it be too soon? At what point does one do this? And lastly, I'm very I'm a very protective mama bear. I was on her social media and saw a video she posted with my sons in it. I'm not okay with that. Am, am I overreacting? I don't even know her. Um, so there's a lot of questions, a lot to unpack. There is. First thing I think we need to talk about, though, is... When um, when people move on and enter new relationships and begin new futures, these kinds of talks come up. And they did for us. Definitely. Um, but for us, it was um, not necessarily a week. I think we always had the same weekend schedule, but it was holidays. Mm-hmm. Like we were on opposite Thanksgiving schedules. Right. Or something like that. Right. And so um, it's interesting, though, because I remember... You worked it out on your end to get all of our kids on the same holiday mm-hmm. schedule because because. <laughs> because I don't, it wouldn't have worked as easy on my end. For sure. Right. Yeah. So I think that try not to be offended or annoyed. It's annoying for sure, especially when you have been asking for something and it isn't until someone enters the picture that it's suddenly okay. It's like. Your ex becomes everything you wish they would have been <laughs> with someone else, and you have to watch that kind of a thing. It's annoying. Um, but here we are, and it is what it is, and try not to take it personal. It's it's all just, it's kind of just part of it. It's something that you need to accept, and if you're right. willing to work with it, great. If you're ultimately getting what you want anyway, it sounds like you wanted a schedule change. He said no. But now he's saying yes, so maybe you focus on, well, at least now, sad that it has to be for this reason, but he's open to it. So that's good, right? right. Yeah, one thing that stood out to me was um, she said, I'm thinking about going to court. Before mm. you think about going to court, and they might even make you, depending on what state you're in, um, go to mediation. It, it, try to do it through mediation. Um, mediation can put things into... Um, a court order type of document for you guys without you having to use lawyers. It's almost like having a mutual lawyer um, who's looking at the best interest for uh, usually for the kids. And it's kind of straight down. Um, you, They're not supposed to choose sides. So they're basically supposed to help you guys navigate. I mean, sometimes it's, it's like anything where it might go one way or the other, but I would definitely say start there before going to court. Yeah. And I 
I've done mediation and I will tell you Eric's right in the sense that our mediator told us when we're sitting there, cause I came in with like a list of things that I was like, we needed to hash this out and we couldn't do it any other way. So she told me as we're sitting in front of her, she told us actually both of us that if we both don't agree, it doesn't get written in. So she doesn't even decide anything. Right. It's like you both throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. So <laughs> see if it sticks to the same bullseye. Yes. Yeah. Like I want every third Saturday. And if that's agreed upon, it goes in your parenting plan um, or whatever they call it in your state. And it gets written in. It's a legal document, right? This document will get filed with a court. It, you both it, sign it at the end of it. You both sign it at the end. And it is less intimidating. And it's nice because I don't think new spouses or boyfriends and girlfriends can come with you. So it is just you, right. your ex, and the mediator. And that's a lot less emotional. It's just easier um, to hash it out. And so... Well, and the other, the really good thing about this too is if you go into something like this with an open mind, this can actually be a very good starting point to co-parenting, um, which I feel like people don't really know where to start there. You know, you've just had, um, in a lot of cases, this really bad breakup or divorce and you're fighting over kids and you're fighting over weekends and times and holidays and, you know, all that stuff. And if you guys can come into mediation with open minds, mm -hmm. then it's a good starting point just, you know, to get on that co-parenting train. Yeah, doot, doot. that's true. And it's good to have it in writing, especially as new people come in. Verbal agreements are only as good as the people who honor them. And so if you're dealing with somebody who isn't an honoring person or shifts with each situation, you're going to want something in writing and not just because what happens when the girlfriend's kid's dad wants to change something and you're like, we have nothing in writing. Right. Or you show up to pick up your kids because it's the time that you guys agreed on and <laughs> your kids aren't there. You know, or, yeah. hey, we're doing something else. No, they're not going with you. Then it turns into just this huge civil yeah. legal battle. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's something that you can have. You can hold people to. You can, if you had to go to court, take this document, provide evidence it wasn't followed, whatever. Um, so, and this is something that actually I will tell you, we finally got all on the same schedule. And then, and you did that with your ex so yeah. that we could have all the kids on holidays right. or on the same holidays. And I shit you guys not like we went through all this and then my ex wants to change holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, I think it was because his stepkids father wanted to change holidays. And it's like, people don't realize all of like the backdoor dealings that we do to try to like get, you know, the families together. And so I had to say, no, like, so sorry, we've already, and I told him like, you know, but this is like years later, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, no, you know, and I never changed our custody agreement because you went ahead and did it on your end. Right. So it was, I could say no. And unless he wanted to go back to mediation and open that can of worms, we're just kind of like, we're sticking to it. You need to figure it out on, you know, whatever second degree of separation you need to figure it out on. And I think that was it. I think it was my ex-husband's stepkid's dad 
wanted to switch holidays. And so they came to us to see if, because they wanted all their kids on the same holidays, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like connect the dots here. Well, like, okay, that's the I, point yeah. though. Like when people right. start getting added to the equation, everyone has exes with kids. It's a ripple effect that one change two degrees of separation away affects your kids. Right. You don't even know. Well, and not only my does it kids, affect my kids, kids and then you know, yeah, like the other families. household. Yeah, <laughs> just gross. But I get it's frustrating and I get that it's maddening that girlfriend comes in and everything changes. But this is kind of what happens when you're divorced and people grow their families again. Right. Right? Right. So just take a deep breath. Hopefully, <sighs> hold it. I'll oh, tell no, I you. did this last week. I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> but take a deep breath and just understand that it's normal and maybe it'll end up in an outcome that benefits you. Um, maybe it'll be better for the kids, you know, and you want the kids. If she's got kids and she's going to be, if, if the girlfriend has kids and this is going to be a permanent situation that leads to marriage and a family, you know, you want them to have a good time in that house. You want them to bond with the other kids. You want the best situation for your kids in the other home. And so you kind of have to look at it too through those eyes where it's not just kind of like you're just stuck that he, you're pissed that he just didn't did it. He didn't do it when you wanted it to. Well, of course not. You're not his wife. You're not his primary relationship anymore. So um, I don't know. That's a little bit perspective for that part of it. Um, tend to bend over backwards for your children's sake. Yep. Mm-hmm. He reaps the benefits. Yep. <laughs> But I will say what you allow, if you don't draw boundaries there, of course it's going to continue and you're going to continue to feel bad, you know, so maybe it's time you start setting some boundaries so that you don't live with resentment because that only haunts you. He doesn't give a shit if you're resentful towards him, right? That's only hurting you and your life. And so you need to create boundaries so that you're not bending over backwards. And that's a good lesson for your kids to learn too. Kids will learn from creating boundaries because boundaries protect. And we kind of talked about this last episode. So if you want more on boundaries, listen to last week. Um, So sounds like girlfriend is setting boundaries because he said no, no talking in person over the phone. This happened to me pretty quick. um, And that was fine. I don't really, it was just easier to talk in person, I felt. However... It was pr- shut down and it was a boundary he created with me and it's been fine as far as like, I don't need to see him. In, like, do you need to sit in person? No, and, but the good thing you know, about that too is when you guys aren't doing it that way, usually it's over text or it's over email now and you have it all in writing. So yeah, you that's know, a that's, good way to look at a, it too. That's a great thing. You want a paper trail. It's not a bad thing. Um, but try not to get too caught up on that. Boundaries are fine. If he's moving on with his life, of course, he's going to create boundaries to protect his relationship. That's normal and natural and fine. And it's annoying AF, but it's just kind of one of those things you need to shift and deal with. And it's just, this is part of it. Um, she's going to have influence. Yes. And that again, you can't control. She's the woman in his life. She's going to be his partner. He is. Go- if he values her at all, he will look to her 
And I get that this is crazy hard because he's not, she's not the mom and you are. Reach out to me and we will talk about that one-on-one. Would love to. Um, You want to meet her. Okay. Maybe you can ask, I don't know if, I don't think it's a bad thing if you want to meet her. She may not be open to that. Your ex might not want that. Puck doesn't care. <laughs> we got a new co-host, you guys. Sorry. Um, He's just sitting down below us whining. So. so it's very, when someone new comes in and you've never dealt with it before, um, and I don't think it even matters if it's a guy or a girl, right? Like if you're a, a biological father and a stepdad waltzes onto the scene or you're a biological mother and now a stepmom waltzes onto the scene, it's shocking and it takes time to adjust. And I'm not talking like days, weeks. I'm like, it can be years. It can be years of being put in your place that you are not your ex's number one priority. You're not your ex's wife anymore or husband anymore. You're not their partner. You're not their their person. And that is an adjustment and to see somebody else step, step into that role, even if you don't want to be that person, it's kind of a hard thing to let go of. Well, yeah, and all the consideration just goes out the window yeah. for, for you and your situation yeah. and your household and your living. So don't take it personally. It's yeah. just the way it is, and there's a good That's chance right. you're doing the same thing too. Or, or will. Or will yeah. at some point in time. I mean, you might be completely considerate of the situation and the other person and the other family. And I, I feel like we try to be that way in this household just because we've been in the uh, on the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things like it's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, again, it's not about us anymore. It's about the kids. And there are now three families. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. And I think that you when you you have no control over who your ex dates. So hopefully you married a halfway or you had kids with a halfway decent person. And you kind of have to just trust that they're going to choose that they also love your kids, you know, that the other biological parent. So here's how you talk yourself off a a cliff. The other biological parent, your ex, loves your kids, especially if, you know, shared custody, there's been no abuse, everything is 50-50, right? That's the situation you're in. You have to kind of trust that they are going to bring someone into your kids' lives right. who's a good person, that they aren't going to bring someone into your kids' lives who's abusive, who's um, a bad person. And so you kind of have to let go of control because you have none. You have no power to change it. And you also have to trust in their love for your children that you share. Not your their love or respect for you because they don't, it doesn't matter. Their respect for you and their love for you no longer matters, right? It's all about the kids. So kind of look at it from that angle and that'll help you back off the cliff a little bit. Um, and you just kind of have to make peace with it. She asks, at what point does one meet the person? Yeah. So in our case, we've known 
our spouses, our ex-spouses, new spouses, we've known the step-parents in our kids' <laughs> lives. So it's so weird to like say like that. Yeah. People are like, wow, this is really weird and intertwined. We know but, our ex's right. new significant others. Right. We've known them long before. Like I knew. I've known. I've known. Um, yeah, I've known the other one since like. 20 years, 30 years. Like it <laughs> wasn't. It's like we didn't need introduction, right? We all knew each other. We're in a small town. So, um, but I don't think there's a right time. I don't think it's too soon. I don't think it's too late. I think it's every relationship and every family and every situation has its own timing. So if you feel like you really need to meet her, you know, reach if you know her. So you do know her social media because you're looking at it. Send her a message. I wouldn't even go through your ex at this point. I would send her a message and say, Hi, my name is, I am, I would love to meet you. Like, that you know, song. <laughs> my name is, but like reach out. If she says no, she says no. She may not be ready just because you're ready doesn't mean she's ready. And she might not ever be ready. I mean, it's one of and those you things. you can't control like, that either. Yeah, you can't control that. There's, yeah. But you can extend the olive branch and tell her if you're ever ready. It's fine if you're not now, but if you ever are, I would love to just meet you and kind of have a bridge so it's not weird or awkward or yeah all that and I think that's good um social media uh um <laughs> I mean I would stop looking at her page if it's bothering you yeah I like you can't control what it. other people put on social media unless it's like scandalous pictures of your kids that you could take before a judge and be like this is highly inappropriate um but again, something that we've had to kind of come across like if it bugs you, don't look at it, and if you're gonna look at it, be silent about it, right because it's social media, and if she's part of their lives. Okay, you know, if there's nothing really wrong with it, then like inappropriate or bad or slanderous, then you kind of have to just accept that when I'm with my friend's kids, they might be in a picture that gets posted. Right. You know, and I don't think that's going to be a fight. You're going to win if you brought it to your ex. I think he would tell you to pound sand. And I think this is all, though, part of just kind of understanding that there's not a new sheriff in town, (laughs) but kind of in that woman, in that role with your ex. There's a new sheriff in town, right? Like there is a new person in the mix. It's pretty serious if she's all up in their business and you just kind of got to accept it, pray for the best. Try to be as amicable as you can unless there's something bad going on. I feel like I'm not giving great advice right now. Uh, but it's because but it's because when it comes to situations like this, like our hands are very tied. Um, you as just far have as no what power other, yeah. and no control. Right. As far as what the other people do, unless it's something like completely outlandish that is punishable by you know criminal activity or good luck proving that yeah it's just you know that's got to be something pretty horrendous in order to make a change and that's probably one of the hardest things I personally dealt with going through a a divorce and learning how to co-parent and do all this type of stuff it's one of those that are just you you gotta learn to like okay it's not about me or even us anymore it's just 
going to be a very hard situation. So It's a shift. It's a shift in perspective. Sure. It's a shift in your emotions. And it's a lot of just stepping back. And when you find yourself getting angry and frustrated and worked up, give yourself tools to work through it. So journal, call a friend, go for a walk. Um, you kind of have to rewire your brain to just... If you can't control it, it doesn't deserve to ruin your day and your life. Like I remember in the beginning, I'd be so distraught. I'd have my kids with me and I'd be so distraught. It was like, I'm not ruining my time with my kids, but I'm not even fully invested or, or present or I'm not fully even enjoying engaging with my kids because I am so distraught of what's going over with going on with like my ex, his new person, custody or whatever the flavor of the month fight or, was. Or how the, how the drop-off went, or what the kids come to you with, what they've been doing at the other house, and yeah. it's like... You, you let that take over your mind, and you miss out on a lot, especially when your kids are present. And I know this was a struggle for Eric and I, too, when we didn't have kids, and it's it rears its like ugly head, too. Like, exes can ruin your time when it's just you and your spouse, and there's no right. kids. You're spending your time bitching, upset, mad, frustrated, dealing, you know, it's like they get pulled into your time and that robs you of precious alone time with your spouse. And this is something Eric and I have always dealt with from day one on both ends. It's been a lot of like, okay, we're not going to let this ruin our time. We're going to deal with it later or we're just going to lay it down and do something else. Yeah. We've, and got, we've gotten really good with that over the years. I mean, it's been quite a few Yeah, years but now. like so one text message and then we're, you text know. Both like it's just and so you have to just be really mindful about not letting drama with exes ruin your time with the kids, ruin the time with your spouse, you know, ruin your day at work if this is all you can think about. So you kind of have to just retrain your brain to be distracted, think of something else, take some deep breaths, um, put on your favorite song, listen to a podcast. <laughs> Um, but that's like kind of how you can help yourself, um, pray if you're a Christian woman or man, you know, invite God into the situation. I've been dealing with a lot of anger lately. Um, and (laughs) this, this (laughs) this black eye was not from her. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not anger towards anything in this house, but just anger of situations that I have no control over. And I really have been like, God deliver me from my anger. And he's answered that prayer. So, um, you know, you can, there's lots of ways, you know, take a bubble bath, unwind, have a glass of wine. You know, I don't know. There's, there's things you can do to help yourself. And if you need to reach out to someone, write a letter to your ex and tell him how you feel, how all this is unfair, how you asked for this and he never gave it to you. And she comes along, like, get it out. That's totally healthy. And then burn the letter or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you don't send it. Don't but. mail it. But like, <laughs> let yourself. And you know, when you're, when you learn how to deal with your emotions in a constructive way, you can help your kids. Because as new people come into your children's lives, they're going to feel some sort of way about it too, right? Like, it's not just you going through this big shift and change. It's all the kids. It's the girlfriend's kids, even. And so if you know how to channel your feelings in a 
constructive way, you can also help your kids with that. Exercise. You can give them the tools that they need to channel their hurt, anger, frustration, uncertainty, insecurities, fears into something that can actually be good for them. Definitely. Okay. One of the one of our viewers asked, not sure if we answered this already, but did you all have to live close to your ex? Um, I mean, it kind of worked out for us that way that we all do live close We're to one another. We're all from the same town. However, I know that in most states, if you're going to move, that the kids are probably not going to go with you. And that just creates a lot of problems, logistics. You know, it's one of those things. So it, it's, it is a very, very hard thing to deal with is that when you break up, divorce, whatever, um, <laughs> you're kind of stuck in the same area for a long time. Yeah. Would love to get out of California. That's probably not going to happen for if ever. Yeah, because then the kids settle down mm. and grandchildren. Yeah. And <laughs> well, and this is something I can speak to as a stepchild and child of divorce myself. My parents got divorced was when I was one year old. So I never knew my parents together. I've always known them apart with my current step parents. So I've had two families my whole life. And that's all I know. But I will tell you, my mom made the decision um, when I was like a year old to move me six hours away from my dad. And uh, I don't, I never saw the paper. I mean, she had physical cut, like, you know, primary physical custody. And then they had 50, 50 legal or something like that. So, and it, and it wasn't <sighs> because like your dad basically let you go. Right. I mean, it's not, I mean, they no, had... they, they were in court my entire life. Okay. It was very bad, but she had her reasons of what she, and she very stands by them to this day. Like she has her reasons as the biological mo- mother, why she felt she needed to move me six hours away from my dad. She was afraid of something. And so she moved me six hours away from my dad. And I will, I'm speaking as the child because I'm not defending or damning my mom, but as a child living so far away from my father kind of robbed me of having my dad in my life every day. My dad couldn't come to school things. He didn't know who my friends were. He couldn't tell you anything about my life. I got to see my dad and six hour car ride might as well have been a plane ride. So I got to see my dad holidays or like during the summer. And it, it was really, really devastating because I never got to have my dad in my life. Like really, he didn't do any, he didn't, it, it, the distance matters. And as a kid, it mattered. Like I, even though I didn't know my parents together, I always missed my dad and wish he was part of my life. And that was something that was really hard for me as a child and then went to therapy for as an adult. And I have major daddy issues. And so when we talk about, like I would, because of that, I would never, ever, ever, ever move my kids away from their dad. I would never do that to them. Fast it, forward years later, how has it affected you? I mean, now, you know, they're like, okay, well, at 
at 18 years old, you know, yeah. they can make their own decisions and do anything they want. You know, now, literally decades later, how has that affected your relationship? So when I was 18, I thought it'd be awesome because I could do what I want and I wasn't tied to a custody order. So what that created, though, was that my dad never had to come up here ever. So like he didn't even have to meet me halfway. So when I turned 18, I was happy to, and I was, I was young and chasing my daddy issues and I wanted a dad. So every chance I got, I would drive down to my dad's and I was always welcomed. You know, he never not wanted me there, but he made zero effort to be a part of my life, you know, where I was established, you know, he, he didn't, because that was just there, you know, there comes a point where it's just too much distance. And so I chased that for many, many, you know, a couple decades. And um, it, it, you know, like sometimes there's just too much harm. There's too much distance. And I'm just going to tell you all it matters. And it messes with kids. And it messes with kids for the rest of their lives. It's, you know, you choose, you know, your like... I've been married three times. Like, it matters. And well, long story short, though, like what I was getting at is <clears throat> it kind of robbed you of that relationship. And now yep. you have, on a scale from one to ten, what's your relationship with oh, your dad? Oh, I have no relationship with you my ha- dad. It's a zero. It's, yeah. And it's, it's... Yeah. And it's not because you've cut him out or he cut you out. It's because of all the circumstances that have led up to this. Yeah, I've just... I'm a stranger to my dad, right? Like I was a check he had to write. Like it's fine if I came into his world, but to have for him to have to know me aside outside of him was not anything he was ever interested in. And so this actually is perfect to go into our next question. So I'm just saying it matters like, yes, we have no relationship because my dad told me that he was never going to make that effort. That all he was willing to do was have a one-sided relationship. I could come there, and he's got grandkids, which it's beyond me how you have zero interest in knowing your grandchildren. Never mind your own daughter. But yes, he he kind of just let me go. He let the balloon pop of this like idealistic I was going to ever have a relationship with my dad um, go, and that was. It freed me from chasing it, but it's also something I'll never quite understand, I don't think. So, and it's interesting that we had this question because this leads right in. I was so excited when we got this because I'm like, I thought about this a lot, actually. So, next question. I have a one-year-old with my ex. We separated prior to birth. I've never had a great relationship with my dad. And he's never bothered with me and my siblings and separated for our mom years ago. My ex has started spending time with my daughter and my dad during his weekend time with our daughter. And I know I don't know how to process it. My other daughter, eight, misses granddad, but he doesn't bother with her. I'm assuming she's got babies with multiple dads. Okay, so one daughter... Okay, how to do? How do I deal with this when one year old starts to talk and addresses she's been seeing him? Hmm. 
Interesting. <clears throat> I'm kind of lost on this. <laughs> I really Do you know what's going on? No. <laughs> so basically, she she and her ex have a daughter together right. who's okay. one. Okay. Okay. Her ex is now having a relationship with her father, who she's estranged from. Okay. Like my situation. Yeah. Like if yeah, my yeah, yeah, ex yeah. and my dad, my biological dad, yeah. started to be friends. And that kind of happened. <laughs> That's why I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> Interesting. But if my ex and my biological father forged a relationship and my kids were being... Subject to that. Part of that. Right. That's what she's saying. How does she process that? <clears throat> Again, I mean, it's, it's a weird situation. It's a very hard situation, but uh, like we keep saying, like it's a it's a bummer, but we can't. We can't, like, we don't get to choose, you know? Like, how dare them, <laughs> right? But the hard part is we can't choose, you know? We can't be like, you can't see them, you can't talk to them, you can't deal with them. I guess look at it on the bright side and be like, hey, at least my kids get to see their grandparent <laughs> more often. <laughs> I don't know. What's your take on it? I would scream into my pillow as loud as That's I could. That's about the extent you can do. <laughs> <laughs> this would be such a mind fuck. This would be, I'm sorry, beat me out. But there's no other word for that. That would that is some shit. And I will say we kind we we have dealt with this on a lot of different levels of just weird relationships that starting starting from <laughs> the exes who they choose to be with up to who yeah, it's just like something weird and I'm not like they so like our exes are friends with each other. So that's weird. That blows my mind too. And the kids all think it's weird. But then also my ex did reach out, like had a, so I don't know how extensive, but did have a relationship of some sort, whether it was over social media or email or whatever with my biological father when I have no relationship with him. And this was my greatest fear is like my kids getting pulled into that. Because I feel like I can't, I have no control and that bothers me. So my kids are old enough and ask about their grandpa. And so they kind of know why I don't, I just think you have to wait till it's appropriate to have a talk. My kids know why I don't talk to my biological father anymore because they've asked and because I'm going to tell them the truth. You know, yeah, but it's all about it's all about timing. It's weird. It is weird that it's just like people can't just it's just like, why can't we all just live lives and not everyone's got to commingle and cross paths. And it's just very weird. And everyone doesn't want to stay in their lane and everybody wants to. It just creates. It's just. I don't even know what it is, but. It's hard, and I think all you can do is, like I was telling the first person, is you just have to realize, like, if your dad is not an abusive person and is a actually safe person to have around the kids, meaning you couldn't go to a judge and get a restraining order against your dad, right? If he's not violent, not abusive, drugs, alcohol, um, not a molest, like, there's nothing you could bring to a court to 
stop it. It is horrific. It is hard. It would, it would bug me forever. And all you can do is as your children grow, um, be honest with them. You know, you stick to your boundaries and, and you're, you do what you feel is right. And you just get a pillow, get a pillow. This would be a great plug for Mike Lindell. Dear God. (laughs) So I'm so sorry you have to go through this. Um, I, for reasons like this, you know, I had to block all social media from everyone so that I couldn't see. I think this is how I found out that my ex and my dad and my stepmom and all of them and. I think even my kid's stepmom, she's in, like, I remember reading comments, like, my I, my dad and I would, we didn't have a relationship, but we still, like, followed each other on social media, and, like, they would comment on pictures, or, like, they were talking to each other, you know how that goes, and you're like, well, I'm watching this, and I'm like. <laughs> or he'd get a happy birthday, and you wouldn't. <laughs> There were some weird ones. Oh, yeah. My dad told him, happy, my dad told my ex happy birthday, but not me on social <laughs> media. Yours. Stuff like that. And it's just hurtful. And it was just weird. And I'm like, mm. so then I just had to block everyone because I'm just getting hurt and upset. And I have no power. Like, I can't tell my ex anything. He'd be like, Julie, go pound sand. I do what or, I want. Yeah. Or just, I do what or I just want. keep going even further. Yeah. And it's like my dad would be like, Turn the other cheek. In the, like, well, I'm the, friends the with other, everyone. Yeah, except the for you. Is, I don't want you. <laughs> the other like, thing is, I too, know. I don't think either of them were doing it to get at you. It was just like, it was just you being left out. You know? anyway, I like was, how you laugh at that. I mean, it's just, it's sadly There's funny. Just, you know, some of our lives, I'm like, you can't make this shit up. No, you have to just, you literally you just have to laugh at up. it. You, or you just have to like block, delete, move on and stop looking at things that upset you. Right? <laughs> write it down. Block, delete, move on. <laughs> it's a t-shirt. We're going to make it. <laughs> repeat, London life. <laughs> repeat. Block, repeat, move on. Delete, move on, repeat. Block, re- block delete. Move on. Move on, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes comes, you guys, yes. it's probably going to be a shirt. Would you buy that shirt? Would you wear that shirt? <laughs> Would you? All right. <laughs> Maybe it's just a face mask <clears throat> with no holes. <laughs> yeah. So just redirect and be honest with your kids in a language that's appropriate for the age they're at. And acknowledge that if your other daughter is missing grandpa and doesn't get to see grandpa, be like, I understand. That would be very hard. Like validate that, you know, hear your daughter say she misses her grandpa. Validate that. You know, meet her where she's at on her map of life. Don't make her come to yours. Go to her. Love your children like that. Let them know it's okay to feel your feelings. Like, yeah, I miss him too. I wish things were different. I tell my kids this all the time when they're struggling, you know, with anything, with any relationship. Like, yeah, I wish it were different too. Um, you know, maybe it'll change someday when you're older and you're 18 and you can make your own decisions. You know, but here, let's go play hopscotch. You know, like affirm, acknowledge, and redirect. That's what you do with kids. You make them feel heard, you honor their feelings, and then you redirect them because that teaches them how to get out of their own way. Because as adults, do you want them obsessing over a bad feeling or do you want them to acknowledge, hey, I feel bad, 
but I'm redirecting and I'm going to do something else. I'm going to spend my time in a more productive, effective, meaningful way than being stuck in this negativity. You know? Understood. All right. Will you read the next one? <laughs> uh, where are we even starting? <clears throat> With this, is, this is what I'm talking about, organizing the notes. This is it. This whole thing? This whole page is the next one. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys. I don't even know how to use my voice on this thing. How do you deal with mommy, daddy said this type of stuff? Yeah, see, you got the mommy, daddy one. Yay. Uh, this happened a lot. That's on all capitals this week. <laughs> and sometimes when I am a bit more moody, LOL, it takes everything from me to not roll my eyes and say, your mom is an idiot. <laughs> I feel you. I I mean... Nothing. I've never, calling my mom I've, No, I've never said that to our kids. <laughs> and when I say our kids, I mean all of our kids. Anyways, uh, there are some examples from this weekend. And I quote, Mommy said that I get mad easily because I get my temper from my daddy and his family. Apparently, dad did have quite a temper at one point. I have never seen it from... From him, except when he was trying to fix the snowblower. <laughs> we don't have snowblower, but trust me, I have appliances. <laughs> and he knows that it better stay that way. He said that she was a yeller and knew how to push his buttons. Um, I get it. I try to teach the kids that she probably shouldn't just blame daddy about changing behaviors and learning to deal with emotions in a positive manner. I remind them that they have a choice. Mommy said that... So this is the next example. Wait, I'm confused now. Oh, wait, this... Okay, so are we talking about the first example first, or am I going to continue to read this novel? Go for it. Oh, my gosh. All right, you guys. Grab a cup of coffee. Here we go. Um, next example. Mommy said... Mommy said that one time. These stories are rarely true or they are spun to always make dad be the bad guy. Next example? Yep. Okay. Mommy said that her new baby, almost six months, said his first word and it was hi. Six months? What are we doing here? <laughs> My response was that I have never heard of a baby saying their first word so early, but that's cool. I try to <laughs> I try to sound excited for them because it is their sibling. Wait, I'm like, I'm not sure what we're doing here. I'm really confused. No, so, I, I yes, I'm, I can read very easily, but I'm like, what are we getting at? So basically, I'm this is the stepmom writing into us. I get it. Saying kids, the kids come back. Yeah, and it's always from their moms. Right. Mommy said. This and so she'll get. So she's just giving you examples so of is things that. So stepmom lying? What do you mean? Who's li like? The kids are saying that mom said, like they come home yeah, to dads and yeah. say, and say, mom says this, right? Mommy says that, right? Mommy says this, and I think stepmom's fed up with mommy says crap. Okay. So. So rather than paraphrasing, we're reading this whole thing. Is there is uh, can I get to a point where I don't have to give everyone all these examples? It's just good because I think people can relate oh, to this. Oh my gosh! Okay, your turn. Okay. Oh, 
Okay, mommy said that. Okay, so mom, where did you leave off? Uh, exactly. Okay, Somewhere mommy said that her new baby, almost six months, said his first words were high. We said that. Okay, then mommy said that we can curse, but not in front of grandma. <laughs> they are 8, 10, and 12. And know that they are in trouble if they do it here. We tell them that that's not appropriate. Next example. Mommy said that daddy has no butt. <laughs> hey, at least those are the back, not the front. I was just like, well, I grab it all the time. So he does have some sort of butt. We all laugh. But why would she even say that? It's weird. It's freaking weird. Has any, has, oh, always has been, but I just am like, okay, how do you even respond to that? LOL. Next example. Mommy said that I am probably lactose intolerant because I fart a lot. Sigh. I swear she's borderline Munchausen syndrome by proxy. There always has to be an allergy sickness symptoms that are confirmed by a doctor. She's very quick to medicate them and apparently always has been. We used to respond and tell them that the correct, the correct story or whatever, but then they would just fight back being adamant about whatever the subject was. So they come to mom's defense if they push back, right? And so she wants to know, is it even worth correcting? Do I just nod my head and change the conversation Obviously, I try hard to keep my negative comments to myself. I just don't want to get in a pissing contest with who is right or wrong. They will see eventually. I do wonder what they say about us when they are with her, though. And I'm really glad you added that last sentence because kids aren't, they're not just coming to your house and mommy said this and mommy said that and mommy said this, right? You know they're going to the other house and being like, daddy said this, daddy said that. Like it does... It's a, it's Go a both ways. It's now it's a behavior now, <clears throat> and I so, think that's where where you need to squash it, you know, and be like, "We're not doing this." If it was my kid doing that, I'd be like, "I don't want to hear it." We're yeah. not doing this. I think kids, I think kids do this for one of two reasons: they want to. It's like a level of acceptance. So they want you to know that they love their mom. They want you all to know that mom is a big part of their life. And they don't know how to, they don't know how to just articulate that and be like, I love my mom regardless, you know? And so we start this kind of thing, right? Like mommy said, we're talking about mommy all the time. Like mommy's brought up in the conversation and it starts out kind of innocent, but then as the kids get older it can turn into, you know, mommy said this, but it wasn't even true or whatever, you know. So it is important that you squash it kind of now and maybe address it age appropriately. Like, that's awesome that I hear that you really are interested in what your mom says. That's great. And then change the subject. Like acknowledge like, oh, I know that your mom's so important to you and move on. So it could be just that you're on notice that they're feeling insecure or threatened and wanting acceptance and wanting something from that. And so maybe you acknowledge that and move on and not give it. Like correcting it and, you know, is, I don't think that goes anywhere. I don't think it resonates with them. And I, you see it, right? They fight back because they're defending their mom who they're already bringing up, right? Like they're not wanting you to tear mommy apart 
They're making her very present in your home. So that's an insecurity maybe that they carry or whatever. Um, And the other thing is attention. And I think, did you say this already? Probably. (laughs) Oh. So another thing is maybe they just need attention. Maybe they don't know how to have a conversation. It's what they know to do to get attention. So you can redirect and be like, hey, want to go to the park? Hey, let's cook something. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to play a game? What are you in the mood for? You know, and as they get older, you can have a frank conversation like, hey, why do you always bring this up? Like, what do you want me to know about your mom? Like, what, you know, I think that we try not to have honest conversations with kids. And what that does is teach them not to have honest conversations with people in their life. Yes. Are we done with that one? Do you want to be done with that one? Yeah, my head exploded the (laughs) minute I got to the second paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that they should address every single thing? No, not a bit. Otherwise, it's going to end up turning into a manipulation tactic at some point in time. If the kids realize that every single thing is getting addressed, then all of a sudden it's like, it's just it's used in a non-constructive way like there's no there's no need for that in a household and especially if it starts going back and forth this is going to be a pattern and a habit that these kids are going to form that are going to turn into lifelong habits and no one likes that type of habit they don't even like to read those types of habits right and so I think, too, it's interesting that you're addressing this with them and not dad, or maybe dad is. I don't know. It sounds like you're t- kind of taking the lead here, and you're the one answering back, which is great you have that kind of relationship with them. I'm curious, does he, does it, is it just being said to you, or is it being said to both of you, or to just dad? I don't know. That might make a difference. I don't know. But yeah, it's probably going on in the other home, too. Kids usually... Form habits. Form habits. (laughs) So you have to change it, right? If it's not something that, you know, you are the parents, you can set boundaries in your home. That's appropriate. You can redirect conversations you don't want to have. That's fine. That's your choice. Um, You can be honoring and be like, I know you really are so, like, you love your mom and that's so great. We want you to love your mom. But let's talk about something else. You know? Let's talk about something else. Would you ignore it? Oh. I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant in general. Um, like if a no, kid came no, to you and you, was like ignoring no, it. No, you only do it for so long and then you're just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, because if you keep ignoring it, you're going to get really mad and one you're day. you get sucked in. It's just going to become a habit. It's going to become a pattern that happens yeah. at your household all the time. All right. Moving on. If you have more you want, just write, write in. But Write in to Julie. Okay. (laughs) Last one. Did you change your last name when you got married? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) The screen went black. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it just gave up. (laughs) If so, did you use your maiden name as a middle name or some other name? Also, how long after and what was the main reason you did it? What issues can I expect when I do it? Like kids' names, bills, taxes, et cetera. Daddy issues. Daddy issues. Okay, so one thing that you can expect if you do this often enough 
credit karma <laughs> okay. will not recognize you as a human being. Social security <laughs> Their screen will, not blows rec- up. will not recognize you as yeah. a human being. Well, that's not, I've had a lot of last names for a lot of reasons. And you still get in, but now everything gets so intertwined that like you can't go, you can't get a piece of mail in the correct name, ever. the correct name. I'm like, you can't even, you're like, you found a check the other day, what you thought was a check for money from a couple years back. And you're like, damn, I can't even cash this thing. It Wrong last name. <laughs> it would take a lot of paperwork to prove. And yeah. yeah is it worth the money? Um, so I did change my last name because it's what I do. It's my hobby. <laughs> Some people play hockey. Other people change their last names. Just kidding. I did, and I did for a lot of reasons. I want to acknowledge that when you give up the last, because I've never, the, I don't share a last name with my children anymore. And that was a bit of an issue, wasn't it? It was hard. Was it hard on you or was it hard on them? My kids really didn't care. Um, but so it was hard though. It was hard to not share a last name. So when we go places like the doctor's office, I'm signing my new last name and it's like, that's not my kid's last name or with school stuff. And it's a little awkward and it feels, it still feels weird not to share a last name with my children. Um, but it's kind of the consequence of divorce. Like also then if I was holding on to a last name, I should have stayed married. Like if that's what it was about, then so it's, um, so I changed it, but I do want to acknowledge it's, it's a, it's a hard thing. It's a, it's a, but it's all in your head. Like it's not, no one's ever given me issues at the doctors or at school or whatever that I don't share a last name with my kids. No one else has given me a hard time about that. It's only in my head is it hard to still process. Like you feel like you have separated from your kids in a way. It's really odd, and I don't know if that will ever go away, but my daughter's going to get another last name when she gets married someday, so I won't end up sharing it with her anyway. Whatever. Um, But I um, did it. Because I felt it was the right thing to do. I don't think if you're going to get married, I don't know. For me, it was right. For us, it was right thing to do. So I did it right after we got married. I didn't really wait. Right? I did are it right away. That, are there people that <clears throat> get married and then keep their yeah. ex's last name? Yeah. That, see that one or hyphenate. Like, I'd be like, it could be DS. No, there's not enough. There's not enough ink in the printer. There's not enough ink in the printer yeah. to print this stuff out. Um, so I think you kind of have to do what's right for you. If I were a man, I wouldn't be too stoked with my spouse taking, keeping. Yeah. I would. I am with you. I of wouldn't course. be okay with that. It would be weird. Yeah. Now, if you stayed at like your maiden name <clears throat> or something, like eh, whatever. Like that's my birth not, name, the name yeah, I. Yeah, that's what, yeah. You'd be like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal to me, but for like you to keep like your ex's last name, I'm like, all right. Well, and the, I guess Sweet. the other thing, which was like a nail in the coffin, meaning regardless if, if I never would have met Eric and we never would have gotten married and I never would have changed my name to your last name, like all that aside. The second my ex got a new spouse and she was now Mrs. Blank, I wasn't about to share a last name with, you know, I was, there wasn't going to be two Mrs. Blanks. Blanks. Two Mrs. Blankertons. 
Yeah. Like if my ex's last name was Johnson. <laughs> yes. Ron Johnson. <laughs> but I mean like, and then now there's two Mrs. Johnsons. I bet you that there's was, three. <laughs> but that was just weird. Like I didn't want to share a last name with my ex's new spouse and that kind of seemed like it's funny that that's where you go with it i know it's my head all the things and that's where you go with it but okay that was like one of the things that (laughs) bugged me like i that would have i might have kept my last name if if i were a single person and didn't get remarried i would have changed my name the second my ex got remarried and she was gonna take that name i just felt like he would have a harem at some point and that pissed me off Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like he's got Mrs. Johnson's just running around the town with his last name. <laughs> it was weird to Look me. at all them Johnsons. Look at all them <laughs> Johnsons running around the town. Sorry if that's your last name. So <laughs> One of my best friends growing up was Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. We were a great family. <laughs> oh. So that's the child in me, right? That's like the the little kid throwing a tantrum. Like I just didn't, and I didn't like her, right? So I'm not about to share it, you know. I have to share my kids for not sharing a last name. That's what the that's the funny thing about you. Like the little things you get hook, hung I up know. on that you're like, I am not doing that. Like I ain't doing like that. Like just for the mature <laughs> woman you Dude, are. I'm a and then kid just inside. the childish little things that you do. It but... would have bugged me. It would have been like a little like just mm-mm, like, No, I know. He doesn't I, get to have me. a harem. I live of with women. them every day and I'm like, I find out these things and I'm like, Really? Do you think less of me now? No. I like I did the right thing. But I also am like, why am I going to get... And then there's that. <laughs> but why am I going to get married and not take your last... Like, no, I agree. I mean, but, also. Yeah. And it's just a name. <laughs> That's all it is to her, you guys. I don't care. But, you know, it's not like it's, you know... Yeah, I it's don't... just a name. Screw it. Yeah. yeah. But my, do- my, you know, my daughter was... Um, so an issue... So changing your name, whatever, you change your driver's license, you change... You go to the social security office, you change your name with them. It's a pain in the ass to change your name with all your bills and, you know, just everything. You, sometimes you got to bring your, just have your marriage certificate on you for like weeks while you're doing this. Cause that's a pain in the ass too. You have to show that you actually had, you know, your name legally changed for a reason. So you have to carry this shit around. You got to fax it to your credit card companies, or if you have a life insurance policy, you know, getting them to change the last names a little bit harder. Men don't have to worry about that. So he's like, just, we have plenty of other things we have to worry about. (laughs) So changing your name is just a pain in the ass. It's not hard. It's just tedious and you need the right documents. You have to fill out lots of paperwork. Um, so, but I will say my daughter had a hard time. We have a doormat that says the blank family, our last name. <laughs> not the other family? <laughs> no. Not the Johnsons? But my daughter's like, I'm not a blank. Blank. Yeah, but at the other house, <laughs> you're all a blank. Well, that is like in the other house, it is that family. Like it is the Johnson family. Yeah. We've talked so about she this is before. that. But I mean, like, so that was something I never really considered when name changing happens is how it affects not just you, but it affects kids. Like kids might feel some certain way about it. Right. Like I do know, um, that for some kids, like when the, 
like they have, they have, when you don't have, when you don't share your last name with your kids, I've heard from many people that the kids feel some sort of way about it. Like my kids didn't feel some way about it that I had, didn't have their last name anymore, but that they weren't included on the doormat with their own last name. (laughs) Should we put them under, like under it? (laughs) But some kids have a feeling about that might be a hardship. Like, why are you not sharing my last name anymore? And you have issues with your kids about it. This is gnarly. I'm like, throw the doormat out. Let's no, just, like let's not get one with like a rainbow and a sunshine on it and be done with she's it. Fine. That was like way back <laughs> no, 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 no. when this I know, was I know. years I'm ago, just, but it's, it's like, let's solve this. And like, but I gnarly. think that it's, you know, kids feel a way about it. It's weird not to share a last name with your parent. You know, I grew up not sharing a last name with my mom. So it wasn't a big you deal. You share a last name with so many people. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I'm just trying to find one that's just trying to fit in. Yeah. I'm trying to find love. <laughs> I just want to be loved. But I think that you're like the real issues aren't the it's things you don't even think about. You know, how are the kids going to feel? How are you going to deal with that? Um, And you don't know. What if your stepkid doesn't want you sharing their last name? (laughs) I don't know. Like, what if your stepkid doesn't like you? (laughs) Like, screw everyone. Who cares what anyone feels like? Because you're a dude. I'm just over it. <laughs> Feelings shut down. <laughs> After you made me read that paragraph, that, that page. I know. You like totally changed. I'm, just, I'm over it. <laughs> well, that's that. Um, we have people who have written in. Go so. ahead, read. No, 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 no. You go ahead. I can't see that really? far away, okay. like for real. Um, oh, all right. I can do Instagram, though. Oh, my gosh. This person wrote in first. We're, we're getting we're getting there. We're, we're coming to you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, um, mm. um, I feel like our weekends mm. with his son revolves around um, him and his son, him and his son's relationship, almost as if they just aren't ready to blend together. <clears throat> Any advice or comments? And then also right under that um, same person, how do you know when or if you're ready to be more... Uh, t- sorry, to move in together and blend a family after three years. We did a podcast on this. Do you remember what it was called? No. Oh. People ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. Go read the questions. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So? Um, what was the first question? How do oh. you know? Well, how do you know when you're ready to move in together? Um... That's a that's a everyone's there, different question. Yeah, there, there is no magical. There is no like, magical. Timeline. I mean, yeah, you guys will be ready when you're ready. You will both know that you're ready. It'll feel right. It'll feel you'll feel the urgency. Like you know what, this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is working. Um, we don't want to leave each other. We no, don't want and, to be apart anymore. And good advice to it is don't force it. You know, don't be like, man, no. we need to move in together. We want to move in together. We're, if you don't feel ready to move in, don't do it. Don't. Because it's not going to work. You know, only yeah. do it when you're like, why are we not moving in together? This is, all, you know, yeah. you, guys, you guys are basically paying mortgage or rent on another place that you never spend time at or something. You know, you're like. That's a good, that's a is, good point. Yeah. I agree fully. What was the first question? Um, I feel like our week, I feel like our weekends with his son revolve around him and his son's relationship oh. almost as if they aren't ready to blend together. Is so it's the same person I that they're like, not moved in yet. Yeah. But I feel That's like normal. Yeah. But I, yeah. And it's also, I do, I think we talked about this last week. Did we not? I don't remember. Okay. We might've talked about this last week, but it's one of those things that, um, how do you explain it? I mean. 
Well, I think in their situation, if they're not living together and they're not cohabitating, yeah, then they're just separately living as boyfriend and girlfriend. Then that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, like yeah. that's the appropriate space to be in. You're not a fam. Like you're 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 putting the cart before the horse. Like you're expecting to blend before you're even. What? Like you guys are separate. Yeah, and it's been so and it's it been three years. I mean. Yeah, okay, so you guys are getting a little more comfortable, but still three years is pretty early. I mean, in a in a true blended family, in any real relationship, I mean, <laughs> like really though, I mean, three years, like uh, this day and three age. Three years is really early, guys. No, I feel like this day and age, like three years is like, oh man, we've been together three years. Why aren't we married? Why, is he, why doesn't he want to marry me yet? Why, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're... It's he, it's not her. Why doesn't that's, she want to marry me? No, that's what it always is. But it's like, you're still young in a relationship. I mean, you, you're three years, is, isn't that less than, it's only about a thousand days. It's not that many days, you know what I mean? Um, You still got, it's a little bit more, but you, you got time, you know, like, do things when it's appropriate, when it feels appropriate. Mm-hmm. Some people I know get married in less than a year. Some people I know have been together more than 20 years and still aren't married. I mean, it's just, it'll feel right. It'll be right when it's right for both of you. Yeah. So. And some things just are a very slow burn and some things don't change. Some things will never change. You're just a hip hop artist tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Like, I don't, I, you know, it's just kind of go at your pace and at a medium feel pace. it out. Have those conversations. Like, you know, talk to your boyfriend about what you're writing in right now. Like, I feel like our weekends revolve around you two and that I want to be included or I really want us to do things as a, like all of us together. Like, let's come up with a plan because if you're not planning it out together, I, there's no real change that's going to come from it. You guys kind of got to do this together as a team. It can't be you leading the charge or you feeling bad or whatever. It's got to be you guys forging a path together. That works for both of you <clears throat> that's and right. your family. But That's right. Yeah. Okay. I have lots of Instagram now. Lots Sorry. of them? Yeah. Oh, man, you guys, this is going to be an extended <clears throat> podcast. What are your thoughts about the ex-wife keeping her husband's last name? They were together nine years, but only married for three. She isn't interested in marrying again and can't have more children. Then keep the last name that she has, like, with her kids. That's her right. Okay. If it bothers you, you know, you're just going to have to it's just, this is like, figure it out. I yeah. don't know. Move on. Accept it. Don't let it ruin your day. Yeah, this is one of those things that you just can't, you can't control. But also look at it like, it's not about the ex-husband, it's about the kids. So she really doesn't want to be attached to the ex-husband as much as she wants to share a last name with her kids. It matters. It's it's, It's a hard thing if you've never had to separate from your kids that way. It sounds stupid, but again, if you've never had to do that, you don't really get it. And you're like, what's the big deal? But it's it's weird not to have the same last name as your children. But coming from a is. guy's coming from a guy's perspective and a guy's point of view, it's a pride thing, you know. It is. It's gonna be. I get it. I totally get it. Where I'm like, I'm not. You know. If she didn't have kids, okay. Here's a different thing. If if there were no kids, and you're marrying someone whose ex just wants the name. 
that would be upsetting. But what you, again, so what? Like it, you being upset isn't going to make her be like, oh, you're right. Let me go change it for you. <laughs> I don't know. Thoughts on the ex-wife. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thoughts on the ex-wife who admittedly in the divorce, or admitted in the divorce, do you have? Wait. Wait a minute. Oh, adamantly. Okay, thoughts on the ex-wife who adamantly in the divorce, do you have her name immediately changed back to her maiden name only then to proceed once we got married to start using our last name again, showing up at sporting events with our last name, on her shirt, signing papers with her old last name because she was upset that there was a new missus. Well, I feel like you dealt with this for a little while. Well, I mean, it's easier. Like if I'm going to have a last name and go to my kids sporting events, I'm probably going to sport their last name on a jersey. It wouldn't make sense to go. And she has. You have. Yeah. You have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it would make no sense to go, even if it was my maiden name, right? My maiden name was long. So if I were to show up at my son's sporting events, as the people would be like, who's your kid? Like that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, and so it may just be that it's easier with school. I know that your ex has done that. Like it's just easier to yeah, keep I, school stuff. I see all this. The same. T- I see this as two different situations. You Not know? changing your name and wearing a jersey. I mean, um, people go to sporting events all the time and Kershaw. wear and wear jerseys that aren't their name. They're doing it to support a player, person, whether whether yeah. it's their kid or yeah. it's their favorite player or whatever it may be. Yeah, it, that's one issue, and so that so look at it like that. Like they're there to support their child. You yeah. know, you share the last name. Like, it, look at it as a coincidence. You know, I mean, because it it is what it is. But yeah, it's but you're not, supporting it's not, the kid and whatever that last name is. Like, that's fine. The other side of that, though, is them not wanting to change their name and them doing that, which I get. That's a pain in the butt. And and I, and I it's funny that you're just kind of like, eh, right now, because I you have... Well, I'm, yes, I am you've for been a on, reason. You've been on both sides of that, though. I have. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I mean, it's... It's, it's annoying, you're but... You're going to have your feelings about it. It's annoying, but at the end of the day... People are going to do what they're going to do and you know the truth and whatever they need to do to make themselves feel better. Like that's where you have to go to like whatever. And they are not like, you just know that that's not what's real, right? That's what fakeness they want to put out there. That's the fake bitch that they want to be cool. Oh my gosh, we're going there. But like really like the guy doesn't want to change his name. Is he being a little bitch? Maybe. I don't know. I mean. Do you have more to read? I do. Oh. Um, we did consider that the blended fam, that with the blended family and two names, this is the same person. We did consider that with the blended family and the two names, I ended up quitting, getting return address stamp that had blank and blank crew for her. And that's how we sign everything. I'm not. I'm interesting. Okay, so you're just using the two last names crew. So the blank and blank crew, like with the doormat. If we would yeah. have had my kid's name put under, also like it, you know, because they're right. not ours. They're 
yeah, there's, I mean, there's multiple people. And that happens all the time in a household. I mean, you open up a mailbox um, and it'll say, <laughs> no, like for instance, like at my, at my parents' house, you know, if yeah. other people have lived there, you know, they had um, some of my, my sister's friends lived there. They did like missions and stuff and they lived there part time, but for like a few months. Yeah. And it had their name and the other people's names underneath it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, like what they're doing. It's like, it's a combined, it's our compound. <laughs> it's our compound. And understand that things that are new and there's a new misses, <clears throat> the newness will wear off. People like the fire will burn out. I feel like in 20 years, is she still going to be upset that there's a new missus? She's probably going to accept it by then. Or she, or or she's a miserable person and sucks to be her. Glad you're not that person, right? Glad you don't live like that, you know. But in the beginning, it's hard. You know, things are hard to swallow. Things, you know, even good stress is still stress. Like even if you wanted the divorce, it's still hard. Just because you wanted a divorce doesn't make it easy. You know, um, and, and, and Carrie's validating. She's like, yeah, hundred percent. It's hard to be different than your children. And it's, I do think it's, it's hard for a mom, you know, our identity, like being a mom is so important to moms, you know, not that being a dad isn't important to dads. It's most important. But yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. It's, it's a, and it's all in our heads and we got to figure it out, but it is one of those consequences of divorce and moving on in life and remarriage and it you know you kind of got to roll with it and just give it time you know in five years with this last person who wrote in on Instagram like hopefully she's calmed down a little bit and sometimes you just have to let it breathe you have to let new situations breathe let everyone adjust your adjustment period just because it doesn't upset you doesn't mean it's not upsetting to someone else and give space to deal with that like be glad you're not upset that's what I'm learning in my old age. <laughs> What's that I smell? The ending. You're so there. excited. You just want me to go get food. I know the no, real they close, reason. It, they close in eight minutes. Oh. It's not happening now. Bummer. <laughs> Anyways, you guys. <laughs> we are the blended life. We are going without dinner tonight. Because we stayed longer and answered your questions, which we are grateful to do. And it, it, it's worth it to me. Like, I feel like if we can answer your questions, you guys can help us. We can help you and just be ble- better blended families. It's all worth it. So oh, it's been, yeah. write in and let us know what you guys think. Leave those comments. Hit that thumbs up, that like, subscribe. Do all the things, as Julie would say. And thank you guys for joining us. Don't be friends with your ex's father. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Hey, if if you were my ex, it wouldn't matter anyways. (laughs) Bye, guys. Anybody have razor blades? Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck.
becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.